The following show is part of the BPL, Beats, Pods, and Life Network. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? How you feeling? Peace and blessings. It's your boy Prez. You are now listening to On the Air with Prez. It's my latest and greatest episode, uh, episode number four. It's been a little while between episodes three and four. I apologize for the wait, but I'm here. We ready to rock. We ready to roll. Let's do this. Um, first and foremost. I want to shout out my brothers, uh, D-Dame, Lou Hall, and my brother Recess from the Belligerent State of Mind podcast. They are um, one of the reasons why I'm here doing this now. Uh, also, shout out to Bijane, um, you know, another member of the Beats, Pods, and Life Network. Beats, Pods, and Life Network is where you can find this podcast, as well as the Belligerent State of Mind, um, and a couple other podcasts, definitely tune in, check it out. Um, this right here, though, this is On the Air with Prez, episode four. So I got a special guest today, somebody that I've been talking to for a while about doing this podcast. You know, our schedules just haven't been able to 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 to, to line up accordingly. But finally, we are here together and ready to bring you this content, bring you this conversation. This young lady is a um, inspiration to me. She is, you know, everything that I, I I live for, basically. You know what I mean? She she does. She doesn't even do anything, and I'm just inspired to to, to just be there and support her and any other way just because of who she is you know it's nothing that she has to do it's just like I'm always gonna be there for her um beautiful young lady who makes me proud to call her my daughter everybody introducing Kyra Presume hi how are you tonight I'm good I'm great I'm great now that we are here on the podcast finally I am, yeah i am great yes indeed um so we talked about doing this you know like i said you know about a year ago yeah uh we wanted to do like a daughter a daddy daughters type podcast where we just talk about things that you know affect you as a black woman things that affect affect me as a black man things that affect you as a daughter things that affect me as a father um, just different issues, you know, that we all go through. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about it. You were on board with it. And so here we are. So 
So thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate you for that. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem. And we're going to do this. Uh, you know, this is the one of many. This is just one of many. So I think we have uh, a lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, information to bring to the people. And it's just stuff that we've talked about in private in the past, you know. Um, we have that kind of relationship, which I really, really appreciate, you know, where we could pretty much talk about anything. So yeah. without further ado, let's get it. Let's get it. How are you today? I'm good. Just controlling today. All right. Taking it easy. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I've been ripping and running all over um, mm-hmm. today. Just had some things I had to do, some meetings I had to take. Um, Very productive, I must say. Very, very productive meetings. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we we have a list of topics, whole laundry list of topics that we can, that we will get into. Today we decided that we were going to talk about college, right? College, the college experience, schooling experience. You know, I've been through college. You're currently in college, getting ready to graduate. Within the next six months to a year, right? Depending on, well, you got some. Uh, let me let you tell it. How about that? Um, <laughs> my my uh my before we get into your college experience, I could just say briefly. My college experience was mm-hmm. not very good per se for me. I didn't have like the best college experience. My freshman year in college. I think, uh, you know, I was expected to go and, you know, kind of like forced to go because that's just the way, you know, our, our uh, you know, my mom and my, my oldest brother, they, they wanted me to do it because they thought that was the best thing for me at the time. But not knowing any better, it wasn't, you know, I just did it because I was, you know, kind of like told to do it and it was like a absolute waste you know I ended up basically funking every class I ended up getting like a 0.3 GPA I don't even know if that's possible but it was just you know terrible GPA and I didn't go back for my second year I took time off to really like get my head in the game and figure out what it is I wanted to do so you know, I ended up going back. I did go back to college when I was ready, when I was mentally prepared to handle it, handle that responsibility, because nobody's going to hold your hand, you know, through that experience. You know, these professors, they're going to get paid regardless if you show up or not, you know. So when I knew that I had, a, you know, a certain uh, level of commitment that I was able to carry, you know, carry out, my, my, my time in college, that's, that's, that's basically when I went back. So, and you know, it's, it was a good experience the second time around. I definitely applied myself a lot more, um, ended up getting my associate's degree and ended up getting my bachelor's degree. Um, so yeah, so I've been to a couple of different colleges, universities, it took a while, wasn't your traditional four year experience, but got it done. So 
Let's talk about your college experience. Let's talk about, you know, some of the things that you you experienced, some good, some bad. Uh, you know, where did you go? Why did you go there? Where are you at now? Sure. So uh, my the start, I guess, to my college career is pretty similar to how you described yours. Um, I think I just went because it was expected of me. And although you and my mom did try to reinforce that it wasn't like you guys were not requiring that of me, I could make that decision if I wanted wanted to go or not. But I think probably societal pressures and what my peers were doing had a big impact on my decision to go. Um, so I just felt like, you know, this is what I need to do and I'm ready to do it. And I didn't really think about it long-term, I guess, um, or at least not in the way that I do think about it now. Um, but I went to Howard for my first year and I enjoyed my time there. Um, I enjoyed living on my own for a year. And, you know, I like the school and everything. I think I was just not certain about what I wanted to do. So that kind of made the experience a little bit more challenging because I was not in, I just wasn't certain in my, um, what I wanted to major in. So I changed my mind there a lot. And that kind of became stressful because you know, the, depending on what you major in and what field you go into, that, that dictates your, the income that you can be expecting to make. And that's what I was thinking when I decided to go to Howard. I didn't have a scholarship. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have to take out loans, but it's fine because I am going to, you know, be able to pay it off. And then once you start thinking about what career you want to get into, then that, that will affect how quickly you'll be able to pay off all the loans you take out. So at first, I wanted to be a dentist, and I was pretty secure in my financial stability that would have came with becoming a dentist. So it wasn't really much to think about um, in that way. But then once I decided I don't want to be a dentist, I kind of started thinking about wanting to be a teacher, but I also wanted to major in psychology. I was kind of all over the place. So now that I started to see how uncertain I was, I was like, okay, well, I don't have any really security blanket or any good reason for me to take out thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in loans right. just to not be sure how I'm going to be able to afford that in, you know, the next few years. Right, right. And around that time also, I'm from New York, so around that time is when they came out with the Excelsior Scholarship. That was right before I was going into my sophomore year. So I decided, okay, I'm going to just transfer to a CUNY, a city university um, close to home. So I can take advantage of this scholarship and not have to pay tuition. And then during that time, I could figure out what I want to do. So I came back home and I went to York College in Queens. And that's where I've been. And that's where I'm getting ready to graduate from, hopefully. That's still up in the air, but we'll touch on that uh, when it comes up. Yes, yes, we will. We will. So just to go back a little bit, do you think, me and your mom put any kind of pressure on you? Like, I honestly don't recall. I honestly don't remember us telling you, like, hey, look, you got to go to school. You got to go to college. We need you to go right now. There's no, like, 
Like there's no other option. We didn't do that to mm-hmm. you, did we? Yeah, I don't recall that either. I don't I think like it was almost the exact opposite. Um I don't have um that great of a memory of that time, but from what my mom told me, she was saying that she doesn't think I'm ready to go to college. Oh. Um because I think she kind of knew that I wasn't really sure what I was doing. So she was like, mm, you know, if you don't want to go, you don't have to. This is not like you can do this at a later time. You don't have to feel forced to do this right now. But I think in my head, I was already kind of excited to go. And I didn't really, I think in my mind, I think I was like, you know, 18 or whatever. I didn't really understand how I would justify not going when all my friends are doing it. I feel like being naive, I'm like, well, no, that's weird. I don't, I don't want to be the only one from my high school not going only people who don't go to college are people who don't have any plans to be successful because I wasn't even thinking about all the other options that come with not going to college I was just thinking this is the traditional route and I just want to be a normal high school graduate which means going to college and then taking the normal route right yeah I don't think my mom put any pressure on me I think that was a lot a lot of that pressure came from myself I think and then just looking at what was happening around me Got you, got you. Okay, so you bet you made a good point as far as you want to be a normal high school graduate and do what all your friends were doing. The, the yeah, much you know, a large percentage of all the other all the other high school graduates, they just automatically have it in their head that they got to go to college. So, yeah. so now in twenty twenty one. If you were a high school graduate, knowing what you know now, would you have made the same decision? Not at all. I would not have went to college if it was not necessary for what I wanted to do. So certain fields required, but I don't think that even the the amount of fields where it's required, I think that's changing Um, just because we, you know, as times change, there are more careers that are coming up such as you know being an influencer being and you know the traditional like you know artist careers being a singer being an actor a lot of things don't really require school it's it's optional yes so unless you have the funds or you're having you're getting scholarships it's why why spend so much money on something that's not required for you to be successful if you have great ideas and you can you know start a business What's the point of spending four years and thousands of dollars in school? You only do it if it if it makes sense for for the direction you're going in. Right, right. So now, under the category or under the the title of a creative, right? A creative is a person who, you know, obviously, you know, they have an artistic ability, whether it's arts, whether it's dancing whether it's writing Mm -hmm. script writing uh singing somebody that's producing some type of art form Mm -hmm. and you said you don't necessarily need to go to school for that however there are schools like juilliard right that focus on classical music training Mm -hmm. right so yeah you can absolutely you could absolutely be a pianist right? A classical mm-hmm. pianist without going to Juilliard. But mm-hmm. I guess going to Juilliard kind of gives you that stamp of approval, mm-hmm. right? It gives you like, it's like, 
like uh, you know you could you could you go to school you go to medical school become a doctor you get that you know that degree saying you graduated from you know a medical school uh, whatever I don't know NYU or whatever it's the same thing so now they were like oh okay mm-hmm. he came he came from a pretty good medical school so you go to yeah. Juilliard you know the same thing you're like oh he he or she he came from a, they came from a pretty good musical school so it's it's there but it's not necessary obviously yeah. right you, you could be self-taught you know you can you know basically become just as good as anybody that comes out of Juilliard mm-hmm. if you just put in the time and the effort right so I mean that's the thing now you know because of COVID you know the world had to shut down for a minute you know COVID made everybody sit down and really reflect and figure things out um, one of the things that you know, obviously came up with the fact that we don't necessarily have to be on a college campus to get a college education, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can, you can literally sit in your PJs on your bed and be in school. Is there, so, you know, there's, there's a couple things with that. Like they're even in need now for you to actually go to school in residence, right? you know, to pay the, tens of thousands of dollars that's required mm-hmm. for dorm for you know staying in dorms and you know food you know uh what do you call it uh, what do they call them things now food uh meal plans meal plans right mm-hmm. thousands of dollars that you have to pay for meal plans and you know dorm fees and all of that good stuff yeah uh i don't know it's just something that you know covid you know brought to the brought to the forefront and yeah. then also it's like also it's like like we said like do you even need to go to school like i know when it comes to your generation and mm-hmm. you know generation even generation before you you know you guys kind of grew up on youtube right you have mm-hmm. social media and you got you know all of these avenues for where the information is there for you if you want it yeah um what how do you how do you like like is that where you get the bulk of your information now like the stuff that they actually teaching us in, in teaching in school like i feel like you get more relevant information off of youtube the way the way i use youtube the, the, mm-hmm. the different sites that i go to i'm like man i wish i had this when i was 17 18 or whatever whatever I, I mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that they was teaching me in school, I, I really didn't really apply. I, I can't really say that I even applied it really. I just went to get that piece of paper to show, mm-hmm. you know, to show an employer that I spent the time, the four years to actually get education. But now it's like you can become educated by sitting at home and, and watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you yeah. know, I've shared a bunch of stuff with you, you know, a lot of uh, podcasts and interviews and websites and links to stuff that I think, you know, is very beneficial to, you know, living in the world today. Mm-hmm. So is how, like with you, like what are you looking at when it comes to um, YouTube? How do you use YouTube to help you in what you want to do 
as far as a career is concerned? Because you said you, you're thinking of becoming a teacher. So are you using YouTube at all to, like, give you, like, the upper hand on teaching? Um, I think that's a good question. Um, I use YouTube. I, a lot of the times, a lot of the time I spend on YouTube is, uh, I guess, in my leisure time. So I use it for mainly for entertainment purposes or when I am maybe like, I guess, trying to escape whatever is going on that I don't want to deal with. So things that may be stressing me out or whatever, I think I like to use YouTube as a way just to enjoy like a little break break from, from, from yeah. Okay. That hustle and grind. Yeah. Um, and then every now and then I'll use it for educational purposes or to find out information that I don't want to read about. Um, there are some teaching. I, I have a, I like creating playlists. So I do have a playlist labeled teaching where I save a lot of videos. Either it's like a lesson demonstration or tips from other teachers on how they organize their classroom or how they create their lesson plan. So I have a folder for a lot of those videos I'll come across that I think are going to be helpful. Um, whenever I'm, you know, ready to look at mm-hmm. important things for whatever career I want to get into. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I use it, mostly for entertainment pers- purposes. And then sometimes when I do want to learn something independently, that's also another great resource, I think. Okay. Copy, copy. Um so do you think that I remember when we was in high school, maybe even junior high, I remember like some of the homework that you used to come home with. It was like, I ain't even going to lie. It was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I do remember going on YouTube and using Khan Academy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, Remember, is that still a thing now? Like, I'm assuming, like, kind of Academy. Definitely, yeah. Right? I remember. That's very helpful, too. Okay. I remember. I was like, we got to we gotta figure this out. I'm like, I don't know how to solve that problem. <laughs> they teaching you. They got that, what, what do you call it, the new math? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was like, that's not how I learned it. You know, I learned it like this. But when yeah. you take that assignment back to school with the way that I learned it, your teacher's marking it as incorrect. Like, that's not how mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it now. You got to do it like yeah. this or whatever. So Khan Academy, I think, was like the precursor to what the 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 Internet and what YouTube was for, for us in our household as to mm-hmm. how, how we can use it for educational purposes mm-hmm. and since then you know it's become what it's become you know youtube has become what it's become um so like is, is college still necessary like like are, are we doing our kids a disservice by leaving leading them down that path not even mm-hmm. like maybe not even leading them are we doing them a disservice by not showing them that there's other opportunities out 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 there besides yeah. college yeah is, is what i guess what i'm trying to drive out because i think i remember i had sent you that link to um 
Damon Dash. He did that Breakfast mm-hmm. Club in- interview. Yeah. And um, you remember what he said? He was like, it doesn't make sense for me to send my son to some $50,000 a year college to learn something from somebody who never even had a business. Right? He's, yeah. he's a business, it's a business class. He's a business professor, but chances are he never even owned a business. So mm-hmm. that makes no sense. I might as well take that $50,000, have him come work for me. Mm-hmm learn the business of whatever and then i'll give him that fifty thousand dollars so he can go and start his own business that that to me i was like it blew my mind i was like i never even thought about (laughs) it like that you know so are we like doing our kids a disservice by not at an early age showing them that hey you don't necessarily have to go to college you can become an entrepreneur as early as you know eight years old they got so many entrepreneurs that are like eight nine ten years old that are making real money with ideas that they come up with um we we're not you know cultivating these 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 brains at the early age we're just kind of like sending them to school and then you know letting them go through 12 years of schooling to come out to go get a job or go back to four more years of schooling and then come out and get a job and not really, you know, exercise the ability for them to really go out and become an entrepreneur or become a, you know, a creative or, you know, tap into that, you know, inner self that, you know, is more than capable of doing great things when given the proper opportunity. So what do so Cause, and then the other thing is this, like we all know, like the school system is set up, you know, to where it's just like a, uh, it's like a, um, how could I describe it? It's just, it's just not changing with the times I could say, you know, in my opinion. And you can speak more about it cause you, because you're a teaching major and you worked in the, bu- the board of ed and you worked with students, like the experience of the experience of being in the board of ed as a student and now the experience of actually teaching like can you talk about that like maybe the pros and the cons of that educational system um yeah i can so based on you know my opinion and how i experienced it i would say that it's not um there's definitely not as much flexibility as I think there should be. There's a lot of, I think there's way too much conformity in the Board of Ed, uh, like regular public schools, because that's where I'm from. So that's the only, I guess, experience I can really honestly talk about um, public schools in New York. So I think that there, we could, you know, do a, a better job teaching children if we allow them more freedom and flexibility to just be and then we meet them where they're at as opposed to teachers and principals and whoever in the school board setting the standards and expecting the kids to meet us where we're at like I feel like that's kind of I feel like there's a lot of wasted potential when we do that because kids are you know their own individual people they have their own talents and gifts and I think the more we try and force them to all 
do the same thing and learn the same way. They all have to sit in the same room for the same amount of time. Like all of that conformity and structure, I think is going to erase a lot of their unique potential that they all have. They each have something that, you know, some students may be excellent in math and reading and like they may really thrive in the structured setting. And then there may be other kids who are really creative or really athletic or have a whole bunch of other abilities that kind of just get ignored because they're not very visible in the classroom. Or you might have a kid who's very bright, but just hates doing homework and they get a lot of, you know, bad markings, bad grades for that. When it's like, that's just, it doesn't take away from what they actually have. It's just your teacher's not, they're not like looking for what's special about them or what's unique about them. They, they just look at the standard that they set. And if this kid can't meet this standard, then they're a failing student. That's it. Right. They just basically disregard them as being not able to conform or not, not conform, but not being able to learn at a level yeah. that's, that's comparable to the rest of the students, to the rest of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely is not a good look at all. Uh, they definitely, that's one of the reasons why I just don't subscribe to the way schools are set up now. Um, in addition to the fact that the subjects that they're not teaching, that they need to teach, you know, it just, it just, I just feel like it's just part of a bigger plan. Like, do you really want these kids to succeed? Or are you just like setting them up to do menial jobs? You know, like setting them up to do things that's going to keep them in the cycle of get up, go to work, go home, go to sleep, and then repeat that cycle again for like 40 years. You know, they're not necessarily doing something that they enjoy. They're doing something that they need to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, I feel like, you know, if, if you have that opportunity to take a year mm-hmm. off before you go to college, you should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, work, you know, a job somewhere. See what it's like as, you know, an employee working for somebody. That might be the motivation for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to school and get a degree because I can't do this no more. Like, I'm going to, now I know what I want to do. Like, maybe I want to be a business owner because my boss is such a jerk at Mm -hmm. at running his business that I know I can do 10 times better than them. So, you know what, let me go get this business degree so I can go ahead and, you know, be my own boss and, you know, start my own company. Or, uh, you know, or, you know, you can do that or you can um, just travel, you know, if you have the ability to travel abroad, see the, see the world, do like a study abroad program or a, uh, or a volunteer program to where you can see what it's like outside of your immediate area, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that opened up my eyes a lot when I left New York at 15 16 and I moved down to DC and I finished high school in DC and you know I started to spend time in Maryland Virginia area that to me was great I was able to like meet different people people outside of my normal group of friends and you know 
it just, you know, that exposure helped make me the person I am today. So imagine if you can do that, but not just leaving your particular city, but how about if you leave the country and go to another country where you can spend some time, you know, learning different cultures and customs and, you know, volunteering and helping, you know, whatever, you know, there's, there's so many different things that you can do. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't really get, you know, these type of, uh, you know, uh, this type of advice from these guidance counselors in high school. You know, they just, it's just even that, that guidance counselor situation. You know, I think I might have saw my guidance counselor like one time in high school. Maybe, maybe two. It's like, you're not even living up to your, your, your title. You know, your, your, who are you guiding, really, if you're not really actively involved in the lives of these, of these kids, you know? Um, so I don't know. That's just my, my take on it. What do you think? So what's your plan going forward? Like, I know, like you said, you're majoring in, in education, your education major. Uh, do you feel like this is something that you're still going to pursue? Do you feel like it's the right move for you? Do you want to work in the Board of Ed, knowing what the Board of Ed is about? Do you want to go, like, maybe to a charter school? You want to do your own, you know, do your own thing, do your own uh, homeschool? Like, what's what's on the horizon for you? Um, I think my plan is to plan a little bit less and do more. Mm. And that's by a, that, I mean, a, I that's, a, that's a gem right there. <laughs> yeah, I think I like can get into the habit of planning and thinking too much. And then the part where you take action, that that's always getting postponed because I'm always like trying to plan and figure it out. And yeah, I get like a little trapped in that loop. So I think I want to not worry about the plan so much and then just start trying things. Um, I, nice. I, I listened to something earlier today that sparked that idea in me where it's like, I, you know, I can plan for another five years and still not get anywhere. So I need to just try it. And if it doesn't work out, then move on to something else. So, um, but with that being said, I, I, I think I am still interested in teaching, but maybe just in a less traditional format. Right now, I'm pretty interested in Montessori schools. And that is something that I found out from YouTube. I had no idea what that was was until maybe like two years ago. I just came across a video and I was like, just enamored. I believe that's the right word. I was just like amazed at what they were doing in that video and how free the, the schooling process was. And there was no, like the kids were all over the room, not in a bad way, but in a very like observant, exploring way where they were some kids working on something at their table other kids around the carpet reading like there was like very very minimal involvement from the teacher right it was more at there to like guide the students when they needed help but other than that she was like letting them kind of learn and figure things out on their own and i was really interested in that kind of environment to just kind of see how kids 
handle things when you're not telling them what to do. Because I, this is something that I learned once I actually started working with kids for the first time that even at, as toddlers, like they're, they're really smart and they, they did a lot more than I expected them to do. I expected, you know, preschoolers to need to be told what to do and how to do it. And you have to hold their hand through everything. And then I learned, no, it's actually more beneficial for you to not hold their hand through everything. Kind of let them tell you what they want to do and let them show you what they can do. And then you come in and you support them when they need help, but not just assume that they don't know anything and that they need your help with everything. Because then you also like, there's, there's, there's such thing as too much help and too much correction. You got to let them learn, make their own mistakes and also learn how to communicate with you their own thoughts because they are their own people and they don't need teachers saying, okay, we're going to do math right now. And you guys all have to do it similar to what you were saying when, when you used to try and help me with my homework and you had a specific way of learning how to do math. But for my teacher, that would be incorrect. And I think all of that is a little bit too much control. I don't think all kids need to learn how to do a math problem the same way. Like what's wrong with kids learning it five different ways and everyone just doing it the way that works for them. So that was one aspect that I liked about the Montessori um, teaching. There wasn't any right or wrong way to do something. They kind of just let the kids do what they wanted, you know, to an extent everyone was safe and it was, it was as long as learning is happening, that's all that matters, I think. As long as they're safe and learning is happening, I don't think there's any need for all of these rules and restrictions and requirements and you got to do Common Core like this and I need every student to be able to write, you know, full sentences by the time they're five years old or else they're going to get left back. And like all those restrictions that we place on kids, I think it's it's overboard. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, the monetary school definitely sounds like something that I wish I knew about when I was a kid. I probably mm-hmm. would have thrived in that. And uh, yeah. even even when you know you were a kid, like if that was an option, I would definitely would have looked at looked at that for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad that you know about it now, so that you know possibly maybe you could take your talents to one of those type of um one of those type of schools yeah um yeah this is dope this is dope man um so we need to do like a follow-up episode to this like definitely we want to make sure that we check in and see how things go for you um you know i guess six months or a year from now for this particular topic, <laughs> for this particular topic, you know, we definitely mm-hmm. want to have you on a lot more, you know, we're going to do a whole mm-hmm. daddy daughter segment, you know, a whole daddy daughter podcast where, you know, we focus in on a lot of different things, but uh, I think this specifically, I definitely want to follow up and, you know, have the people here where you at now, you know, what kind of career path did, you know, you actually take, um, so definitely let's put that on the bulletin board. Uh, so college, high schools, schools in general, um, that definitely need to be looked at that, that model that they have needs to be tweaked. Um, 
because cause just to me it just doesn't doesn't address the situation that we're currently in. Uh, you know, college tuition is sky high. Um, certain certain companies certain companies don't even require a college degree for certain for certain jobs. You realize that, right? Like, I think Google, um, uh, Amazon, Facebook. A lot of them don't really care if you have a college degree or not. They just want to know mm-hmm. that you understand your particular a particular skill that they need, like, mm-hmm. whether it's I don't know analytics or you know yeah. computer programming or software design, whatever it is. Yeah. So um, I, I read something about that, you know, I think last year sometime where a lot of these big tech companies they don't they don't even care if you graduated college or not. What do you know? Like, how can you be beneficial to this company? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you have in your brain that makes you a asset for us, you know? Yeah. So I think that's dope. Um, and it's like, it's just, let's, let's, let's cultivate that. Let's develop that. Just like mind survey school, you know, you don't put nobody in a box. Don't put these kids in a box. Let them develop and grow according to their personalities and, you know, as long as they're able to, you know, have uh, some type of success, some kind of educational success. Like, of course, obviously, they got to do the basics, right? You got to do, and not read. You got to, you know, understand how to how to do algebra and all that good stuff. But let's 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 leave it, you know, up to them to like <laughs> obtain that personal growth. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense for them, you know. Yeah. All right. So this was good. Um, definitely want to thank you for being a part. Of course, yeah. Part of episode four. You know, this is uh one of many that we're going to do together. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, do you want to tell the people? how they can uh, reach out, how they could follow you. Um, if there's, you know, a social media handle that you want to use. Um, sure. Um, I, I guess my Instagram, it's not, I, I'm not very active on there, but um, you can follow me at K-A-I-P-R-E-Z underscore on Instagram. And um, yeah. That'll be cool. Cool, cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, and you could also follow me at Rep eighteen oh four. That's R E P one eight zero four on Instagram. Um, like I said, I'm not very active on there. <laughs> I guess it runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely, you could always hit me up on there. Uh, you could also hit me up on on the air with Prez. Uh, I have a I have an Instagram one day also, where uh, you could find this episode and past episodes, um, and then you can also find it on the Beats Pods and Life Network. Beats Pods and Life Network. This definitely will be on there along with the Belligerent State of Mind with my boys, Blue Hall, Recess, and D Dang. So 
I just want to thank you, like I said, for being a guest. Look forward to the next one. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Later. Network.